You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another evening of Jay Bird watching. Once again, we are here, and it feels a little odd again after the game yesterday, but now we're hopefully hearing some good things as we take on the Washington Nationals this evening. But as usual, with me as always, my co-host, Jason Lyons. How are we doing this evening, my buddy? Super duper, Alice Cooper. How are you doing? (laughs) Always great to hear Alice Cooper. That's all I'm going to say. Although it's cool's in at this point and that school's out <laughs> yes exactly so, school's out down there or school's in for you guys down in the u.s right next week yeah we still so got a few more for, the, for us americans here with the school we, we still got a few more weeks here in in the great white north before we send the little kitty wakes back <laughs> good deal and all of you might have noticed we have another person with us here in these wonderful panels and windows we have ethan miller of jaysjournal.com with us this evening ethan how are you doing I'm doing fantastic. I'm not going to be able to match the uh, Alice Cooper hello, but uh, I'm doing great. I think I'm I'm just a little too young to use an Alex, Alice Cooper reference. There is that. So, But it's all good. You're here. You're a Blue Jays fan. You're a fellow writer. So it's always good to have somebody from Jays Journal on because we are the official podcast of JaysJournal.com. And we haven't had a ton of you guys on, so at, le- at least of late anyway. So Ethan, what have you been working on a little bit when you've been writing lately? Uh. Yeah, so I just had an article come out, I want to say, a week and a half ago, looking out, looking at how the Jays 2022, their first 10 draft picks did, how they were performing this year in the minor leagues. You know, guys like Brandon Berea, uh, Kasevich, just, uh, and then some surprises like Alan Roden, Mason Fluharty, how they're performing in Class A, Double A, uh, yeah. what major league experience might be expected for them and then along with that i uh just finished interviewing travis snyder today so uh one fox hero travis snyder one fox hero travis snyder so 
Well, tell him to come on this show. We've been trying to get him on here for like years. Yeah, well, I'll see what I can do. Uh, in the <laughs> in the upcoming days, I want to say, if not next week, the article about our little chit chat should be going live on Jay's journal. That's awesome. Good deal. I've had the pleasure of chit chatting with him before. He's a fun person to have in a baseball conversation. Actually, I was very happy to see that he was actually at the Jose Bautista um, um, level of excellence ceremony and everything. It was cool to see him out there. So, and not to mention all that was fun this period in general. So it worked out really well. Yeah, I, I honestly I can't say enough good things about the guy. Honestly, one of the nicest guys I've ever spoken to. And I mean, like that era of Blue Jays, I'm sort of showing how young I am. But I mean, that era of Jays is like when I started watching like 08, 09. So to be able to speak to one of the guys who like what are one of my first memories of the team. I mean, like that's that's pretty big for me. Especially in the midst of the level of what you were just talking about with prospects and everything. Travis yeah. Sawyer was one of the biggest project prospects that we had. And we kept getting teased. <laughs> I loved watching him play, and I knew he was going to have a good career. And to that point, he had a very good career. Played with a lot of teams and bounced around a little bit. But he, you know, pieced it up together. He's, he played a good 10 years in Major League Baseball. That's no, nothing to slouch at on any level. So it's good, st- good stuff. So so I guess I got to ask this question, then. Who was your favorite player from that time frame? See, I feel like cheating is going with John McDonald because... I think everyone's favorite Jay, like minus Bautista from that era would be John McDonald just from like the, the cult hero aspect. But uh, no, I was a big Aaron Hill guy. Yeah, me I too. Actually. I was absolutely <laughs> devastated when we traded him to Arizona. I, I remember that happening and being like, we're, we're screwed. There goes our second baseman. <laughs> and then he, he went for like two cycles with the Diamondbacks. Like he went in back to me i've been preaching his success i mean he had so many good years for us and then he was gone just like that yeah his counterpart was one of my favorite heroes from that time frame and that was adam lind you know fellow silver slugger award winner that year and all that kind of good stuff it was always fun watching the two of them just mash at the top of that lineup so can only go get so excited about some of the other guys we had on that team with like one year david Eckstein, one year frank thompson yeah, <laughs> I, I completely <laughs> forgot about that Frank Thomas year and somebody brought it up the other day and then I saw a picture of him in the uni and I was like, really? Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, like it's it's uh, um, it's it's interesting when you get some of those weird one offs and and uh, but that's the cool thing about baseball more than other sports is you see a guy in a uni and you're like, oh, that's right. He did play there, didn't he? Yeah. And then the 500th career home run. I think was also in a Blue Jays uniform. So that was the big kicker for him right there. So that was uh, very interesting. But there was some fun there with the end of that one with his contract to be hit another home run or something like that. They were going to have to extend him for another year. It was just <laughs> all sorts of mayhem with that Frank Thomas at the end there. So, but to that point, we were, that was the years that we were constantly in limbo and in flux and kind of pushing for a playoff spot. I don't know why this sounds really familiar to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so stop uh, me if you've heard this before but <laughs> yeah i know right so let's dive into it guys i don't know how you're feeling over the last week but i've been one of those ones that i've been extremely confident that things are going to eventually click things are going to go right even my confidence over the last week has been waning and i'd say the game yesterday with the constant back and forth and the constant coughing it up and that that against the cleveland guardians as is the reason i'm a little bit 
on edge currently, and that's not even talking about the injuries and stuff. So let's talk first about the games that were this past week before we start diving into injuries and whatnot, because that's a whole story on its own. So, Ethan, this past week in Blue Jays baseball, how are you feeling right now? Are you up, down, level, keel? Yeah, I don't I don't want to be biased from the most recent collapse. But I'm I'm not feeling too hot. I mean, I'm not super thrilled with the way the team is playing, and I feel like that's sort of reverberated by a lot of people watching this team. But it's just it's not consistent offensively. I mean, you have a game where you come out and score nine runs. You have a game where you come out and score seven runs. And then you'll have another game where they end up with three hits. Like, I just want I want three games in a row of four-plus runs. And then maybe I'll be content. <laughs> it, and you're yeah. definitely hitting the nail on the head right there. Yeah, Go ahead, yeah. Jason. I think that one of the big things is we, we haven't seen the Jays have a run this year. Like, what's their longest winning streak of the year? Five, six, maybe? Have they done that? Five ball parts. So, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I've, I've tried to be a little overly positive about this season because I do like the team and I do like their chances. Uh, some of the things I do like about what's been happening lately is, lately is you know, Vladdy's hitting the ball better. Springer seems to be hitting the ball really well right now. Varsho's hitting the ball. Like, it's, it's the contact, you know, it's the, the hit the weight room joke. Like, they're not they're just not hitting it far enough in some cases and they're not hitting it hard enough on the ground to get what they need but Craig and I talked about this a little bit before we started i mean i think some of the 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 worst errors right now are the base running i think the base running is is just absolutely decimating they they're good in the field they're decent offensively and they're making mistakes that are not allowing them to blow a game open um you know vladdy trying to get home the other day like it's just it's stupid. Stop him at three. And I don't know. I never saw a replay of whether he was waived, you know, if, if they told him to stop was at three. Waved. So again, that's a coaching <laughs> error. And, you know, I coach and we often say to the kids, if it's, if we make a call, if we tell you to steal or we tell you to, to run through it, then it's our fault. But at the end of the, at the end of the, 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 the day, when the manager's wearing all that and you don't make the playoffs, I mean, then who give, who cares? Right. Like, I mean, I love aggression. I love, you know, the fact that the game is pushing aggression more with, with more, you know, more bunting, more, more stealing, more everything. But you, you, you cannot give away free outs, especially when you have, you know, two outs and you're taking a chance rather than stopping and allowing someone else in the order who's probably hitting decently to hit you home. Um, it's, it seems selfish, and I hate to say that about the Jays, but the, it, it does seem like there's selfish parts of it. Oh, and I forgot about Brandon Belt. He's been crushing it lately, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to add on to you talking about little things. And I, I think little things are the big thing that's really pulling them down. And it can be, you can dissect it into tiny little parts. But, I mean, just using a recent example, Biggio bunting yesterday. If Biggio bunts that down the third baseline... You have a runner on third. As as a as a guy who coaches baseball, when you square that early, and Ramirez is that far down the first baseline, the easiest thing to do is put it over his head, square, 
come back and give it a little half a swing. I mean, he's he's feeding you down the middle. He, he's not going to try and get that ball past you. They want you to bunt it. They want you to bunt it hard to one of them so they can get the out. He, he fell right into it. And how many times has Biggio bunted as a major leaguer? Four? Like, but the thing is, I was, was his for video it. a couple of years ago. Biggio bunted for a double. If you remember when they had the extreme shifts yeah. on, you'd have one guy on the left side of the infield. There's video of them playing that super shift on Biggio, and he bunts it over the shortstop's head and gets it to second. So he can bunt it to left field. He can bunt it to the left side of the infield. He's proven that he can do it before. It's those little things. If he bunts it at all, anywhere on the left side of the infield, so long as the catcher can't get it and throw out Jansen at third, He's advanced the runner and he's done his job, but he bunted it to the right side, right at their first baseman who's got a great arm because he's an outfielder. Yes. It's it's a little thing that if you fix it, you're in a much better position than what you were. 100%. I mean, 100%. that goes hand in hand with the base running, right? It's it's such little things. It's sending a guy for an extra base. It's running home when you don't have to. It's the complete, utter inability to hit a sack fly. It's It's just these tiny, tiny little things that seem like they can be changed, but I mean, we're nearing September and they haven't changed. Yeah. And so I hate to be like Doomer, the glass is completely empty, but now I will, I, I will say this and I will say this God. The schedule that is coming up is ripe for a, an eight or nine game. Like, I mean, they could really put a good solid number up if they can remove their heads from their butts and, you know, and and play some baseball. It's, it's it's bad that you know it's bad that Bo's hurt. It's bad that Chapman's hurt. And I know we're going to talk about that in a bit. But I feel like with some of these things, and I think that Schneider is part of sort of this. You know, we're going to go down fighting mentality of these guys that they're bringing up from from Buffalo. And I feel like you know, as bad as things have sort of been lately with the the silly losses. I feel like if they can put five or six together and, you know, they can they can get a, a, a good game from, you know, Ernie Clement or they can get a good game from another good game from Schneider or like uh, Schneider, the manager was saying, you know, Schneider might be be cementing himself into the lineup where he can't be taken out. And I mean, I'm OK with that. He's, he plays. He's a great second baseman. You can put him in the outfield if you feel like he can play three. He, you know, he's he's kind of Whit Merrifield, just, you know, just a little different. And don't you know, throw that kid a freaking high fastball. Holy shit. No, you're <laughs> right. This match he's turned around every one of his home runs. He's been right, right about there. It feels like, and it's pranks it. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I think that, I think this is going to be a real telltale. I mean, Craig and I, you know, Ethan, about a month ago, we were talking about sort of this stretch and how important this stretch is. You know, you can kind of, you can fart around a little bit and, and as you're looking around the majors right now, I mean, really the the only really hot team is Seattle. Everyone else seems to be taking the whole month off. Like it's been garbage <laughs> baseball for the best teams. And even the teams that were really pushing, they're they're struggling significantly, other than Seattle. Seattle's on fire right now. But Seattle's Case in two- point, the Texas Rangers are no longer the division winner. No, they're 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 they've been one for the one for their last ten. <laughs> Seattle's two injuries away from dropping out of the race. They're heavily relying on a couple of guys right now, and if you pull one of those linchpins out of that 
then they're in big trouble. But until they, you know, until Julio stops hitting every single ball thrown at him a million miles and guys stop throwing him pitches, he can hit yeah. a mile. Um, you know, we're going to see more of this. And like I said, I mean, this stretch could really recharge the Jays batteries and really get them flying down, you know, the right path. Or the flip side is if you lose a bunch of these, I mean, it's just an anchor around your, you might as well just jump in the lake. So the eight teams that are really in the hunt, let me just put this whole thing out. And this is including the division leaders currently. The Baltimore Orioles are seven and three over the last 10 games. The uh, Mariners are only lost once. Yep. The Minnesota Twins are exactly 500 for the last 10 days. The Tampa Bay Rays are eight and two. The Texas Rangers are one and nine, like I'd mentioned. And the Houston Astros are four and six, just like we have been. The problem is the Boston Red Sox were six and four, and they're nipping at our heels two games back from us. So, guys, that's your playoff race. Because after that, I'm sorry to say the Los Angeles Angels are 63 and 68 and not even have 500 record at this point. It only gets worse from there, which makes me happy that the Yankees are the next team being yes, here in New York. It, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it makes me a little happy. So there's a silver lining. At least I can say I'm better than you this year. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Lots can. So, yeah, exactly. But to that point, how? Go ahead. I was just saying both New York teams aren't doing so hot right now. <laughs> The Mets are a dumpster fire of what the hell did you plan this year and how did you get here? <laughs> so, but to that point, um, even that brings up an interesting point. The Blue Jays are honestly one of the higher paid teams in baseball this year, being over the actual luxury tax at the moment. If we don't make the playoffs, what the hell is this good team going to look like going into the off seasons? It's going to be well, very, very interesting. <laughs> I think regardless of a World Series win, or a potential miss from the playoffs, this team's going to look at least quite a bit different next year with just how many free agents they have. I mean, with Brandon Belt, Whit Merrifield, Matt Chapman, all free agents, and you've got prospects like Addison Barger, Elvis Martinez. You might need more playing time for Davis Schneider if he continues his bat this way. There's just too many infielders and not enough infield positions, quite frankly. I mean, first base is going to be occupied by Vlad. First base and DH, because he's going to need to DH some games. And I don't see them moving Bo off of shortstop. And with as many prospects as you have, and with how great they've played this year, I think Arelvis Martinez and Addison Barger are competing for the starting third base gig next year. So unfortunately, that kind of gets rid of Matt Chapman. And for as great as he's been defensively, which he has been, and consistently throughout his entire career. I mean, the bat just hasn't been there since April. So I knowing how much he's going to demand. I don't think it's worth it either. <laughs> as much as I'd like to see him come back. I'd, I'd absolutely love to see him as a blue Jay, but I, he's probably going to want 20 million. And I just, I don't see that fit as much as I love Q Meyer as well. He's also on a one year deal. I think it's, yeah. I think we it goes even worse than one, one. It's, it's the Donaldson. It's, you know, like, that's yeah. what this reminds me of. Like, would it have been great to keep Josh Donaldson? Yeah, it would have. I mean, I really like Josh Donaldson, and and um, I thought he was an excellent third baseman, but he's going to demand so much money. And then, you know, we saw a big drop-off from Donaldson. And, I mean, he's had flashes, but it's never come back to where it was even close. And now it's, now it's way off. Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're still paying him a king's ransom. And, 
I mean, good on New York. That's the Yankees' problem. Nothing, nothing <laughs> like watching them take another one in the chin. But um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, I like the the sort of two the two sort of areas that they can improve on just by you know letting Chapman probably go, and then maybe in the offseason they can look at moving Vigio or Espinal, and then you know maybe you can get yourself a couple of of, of middle arms that that they so badly need. But again, you know, to that point, I mean, Cabrera, Hicks, like these guys are, if we can keep them around and we can let them get a little more, um, you know, a little more stability under their feet, I both, I feel like both are pitchers that came out of situations that they didn't love and they've sort of found their legs in Toronto a little bit and they're only getting better. Like, I, I feel like Hicks, Hicks is giving up too many hits for a guy who throws as hard as he does, but, you it's know, not missing the bats. No, I mean, it's, you know, but you've got to start to, you've got to start to say, okay, well, if, if they're catching up to me at 101, I've got to get creative. Right. So, but yeah. it'll come. I mean, again, I, I, I really feel like there's a, there's a storm coming from the Jays and I feel like they're going to really start to, to some drag, drag some teams out into center field and beat them uh, old yeller style. Um, you know, and, and really start that to, turns into one of those nights because yeah. we're all right at one nothing. Well, that's you know. There you go. <laughs> it's on. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's almost like we got beat by the one guy so far that actually can hit so far outside of Lane Thomas, and that's Joey Manessis. Guy's a freaking stud. I got to see him last year here playing for the Rochester Red Wings, and holy shnikes, that kid's gonna be something special playing for the Nationals. But he's the only one that can hit right now. <laughs> he's got an RBI already tonight. He's not even really yeah. a kid. He's no, no, he's almost not. thirty. I think he just had a yes. long. Finally, put it together. Major, um, yeah, he's he's destroyed. He was incredible for them down the stretch last year. And, I mean, Washington as a team is is playing pretty well lately. I mean, the Jays picked the absolute worst time to to play them. Like Washington's Sounds been like our luck. Yeah, I mean, Washington's been snoozing all season, and like ever since the deadline, I mean, they've completely done a, a one eighty. Like they're they're fighting pass a couple of these teams in the NL that have already given up on their year. And I mean, yeah, like haven't they won six of their last eight or something? Yeah, no, it's, it's wild. And I mean, they're doing it with, like you said, you mentioned one, one household name and Lane Thomas, like they're doing it with guys that you, you don't really think of as, and that's only a household name in his house. (laughs) <laughs> or Blue Jays fans traded to be or guys that got traded as Blue Jays a million years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He used to play for us. I remember when I was starting my articles and writing with Jays Journal in 2014, 2015, he was one of the prospects that I was talking about. So got great uh, bat. I was that was one of the guys I wanted the Jays to look after at the deadline. Cause you look at Lane Thomas's splits and his average against lefties is absurd. Like it's ridiculous just how much better he hits lefties and righties. And that's the one thing I wanted the Jays to address at the deadline. And they didn't. But that's how that is different. And uh, (laughs) I feel like that rant has already happened far too many times. 346 against lefties, 256 against righties. Yeah. I knew it was off, but I didn't think it was 100 points. Yeah. (laughs) You know who's also up there against lefties is Gabriel Moreno. There's another another guy. He's also hitting absurdly against lefties. Yeah. 
and like kind of like a major leaguer. So yep. there's that whole thing too that makes it burn just a little bit more. Well, I, I was Ethan. I was in um, I was in Arizona for spring training this year, so I got to watch him really closely. We went, we went and watched two games, and that guy's a baseball player. <laughs> that guy, that guy oozes baseball as he's walking around. He he caught a guy. He caught a game through two guys out and hit two home runs in the game we watched, and the one was a moonshot and. Everyone I was with was like, this is the guy that the Jays gave up for Varsho. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> well, just to be this person, they were all butthurt in Arizona about losing Varsho. Yeah, too. I know. So, <laughs> so it was a very likely uh, similar scenario. But so anyways, I want to just talk that we obviously over the last week, we played the Baltimore Orioles as well. Guys. That really hurt. It really did. I was hoping that they were going to be able to pull out a few of those games, and they couldn't even keep their feet underneath them. They, you know, lost, won the first game, looking like we had everything under control. We're in business. Things are good, right? Then get completely blasted the next game. They're getting blanked and letting them put up a seven spot for the Orioles, and then having a very odd three to five loss. So. It looked like we were going to maybe make a comeback on that one, but that didn't quite get feet. So that's a team we're going to have to go through. I know that was the last series. I think we play them for the rest of the season. But at the end of the day, that's a team. If we're going to be playoff contenders, we're going to probably more than likely with a wild card, you know, situation have to go through the best teams record right now in the, in the American League. Yeah, how you game, feeling? Because that whole thing says rough to me. Games like that against Baltimore are ones where if the Jays were to win, it would be a 2023 Blue Jays three to one win. And Baltimore is such a good hitting team that it kind of seemed unlikely. I mean, the seven nothing loss is really a microcosm of the season if you look at it, right? I mean, the Jays. Almost every game are going to outpitch the opponents. I mean, they're starting pitching. It's just that good. But it gets to a point where you have to score runs because you can't win a game 0-0. No. So nope. I the second Baltimore scored four runs in that game, I'm like, okay, now we got to move on to the next one. Because, again, this was before Bautista. Uh-oh. Boom. This is before Bautista got hurt, and uh, Baltimore's back end of the bullpen, Cano and Bautista, is like was absolutely absurd. Yeah. And even if one of them struggles, they'd bring in the other one. Jason, why do I feel like you have breaking news because you're looking at the TV oh, across I, the room? I, uh, Springer, Springer stole second. Oh, okay. <laughs> I not only have one monitor anymore, it's even though it's a 43 inch monitor, I. I don't so, yeah, have I'm, a, uh, I'm set up in a bad spot. Feed my, the audio. My, my big giant TV's right there, so I have to keep like putting my head close. It looks like I'm trying to listen to the computer. I'm not everyone. I'm just. Yeah, I got the MLB game day thing on. <laughs> That's the only thing I got on right now. I just turned it on. So, yep. But as it is, I agree with you, Ethan. That the pitching right now has been on fire, and I wanted to see. I saw some crazy stat that since the All Star game, the Blue Jays have the third best pitching rotation in baseball. Yeah, it wouldn't it was something crazy me like either. That. Me either. And it's mostly because Hyunjin Ryu is Ben Hyunjin Ryu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the guy we paid for how many years ago? 
that we all of a sudden seem to be getting in full force. It's very interesting. Yeah. And uh, yeah. talking about starting pitching and not scoring, I mean, Kevin Gosman's got the lowest run support in the entirety of MLB. Yeah. Worse than Oakland Athletic pitchers. I, I want to put that out there. Oakland Athletic pitchers are getting more run support than Kevin Gosman. I don't know what he did to <laughs> piss off the hitters. It was clearly <laughs> unintentional. Are the baseball gods for that matter? <laughs> yeah. I, it's the same with Kikuchi. Kikuchi's have like maybe three or four really, really good starts. And it's either yeah. Schneider pulls them too early or the the bullpen blows it or we don't score any runs. It, it's only Kikuchi starts. Yeah, it's true. Well, yeah, you're you're dead on. Yesterday. Dead on. Yeah. Well, both Gosman and Kikuchi have deserved a lot better results a lot of times. And um, it's hard. It's, you know, I, I often look at this team and just wonder, like you said, why can't somebody hit a sack fly? Or why can't, you know, somebody choke up and smash one into the gap and score two runs, you know, when you've got nobody out and two guys on? Um, it gets very frustrating. It gets very frustrating. But, you know, it's... Um, I don't know. It's it's. I feel like some of the good parts are coming together right now, and some of the other parts that were holding us together are not, and that's tough. Um, and you almost need everybody fire, firing on every cylinder. Uh, the the Mariners have everyone firing on every cylinder right now, and you can clearly see it. And Baltimore never doesn't. Apparently, they're just unreal. So you know, it's that's what it's going to take. It's going to take the Jays, the best Jays, the the best the twenty twenty three Jays have to even get close. And that's the worrying thing is what if we've already seen it? Hmm. Right. Uh. <laughs> I'm saying all season, we need the best blue Jays right now. If we want to make a big stretch, we need the best blue Jays. What if we've already seen the best blue Jays? What if the best blue Jays was in April? Right. So maybe you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a worrying thought. And I mean, like I said earlier, I don't want to be a doomer, but we we have to think realistically. We have four months of season to look back on. And like major changes like this don't happen overnight. I mean, we have games like we had that one game against the Cubs. We had that one game against the Red Sox where the offense just completely clicked. And yeah. everyone was thinking, okay, now the offense is going to start hitting. But then right after the Chicago Cubs game in particular, we played Cleveland and we got destroyed by Noah Syndergaard. Yes. All people got the FA, but that's it. Again, another story. Our, our hitters did that. Um, but you have one good game and this is going back to the consistency that we talked about earlier. You have one good game and you want to follow it up with two, three in a row. You want to go 11 and four over your next 15 games because you're pacing four teams you want to go at the worst 10 and five in your next 15 games if you want to make a real battle of this with texas and houston because seattle is so far and away i think that it's it's hard it's going to be hard to catch up to them and i think it's between texas and houston because they're both struggling right now yeah but the two of them honestly don't know what they know what to do with a baseball on either yeah. side lately. And um it's a tax it's the Blue Jays opportunity to be able to click and run away with something and take advantage of that over the next week or so here. And they really need to do that. And the sad thing is 
Um, right now, the only thing I can hope for is that the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox beat the living crap out of each other their next few days because <laughs> they're playing each other. But the freaking Rangers have a chance to get back on track playing the damn Mets. <laughs> True. For our previous conversation. So, I just... It's it's going to be interesting down the stretch here, but I, they have to take advantage of this next two weeks in their schedule. If they don't come out with a 60% at a minimum, hopefully somewhere close 80% of those games being wins, they're going to have a really, really hard time running through the rest of September and being able to get to the playoffs. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen what the odds are of late, but the Blue Jays are only given right now a 45.8% chance to make the playoffs and an even mediocre more 2.8% chance to win the World Series. Mm, bold. Those are your odds. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's not a fun roller coaster ride. If you look at their uh, no. playoff percentage chance throughout the season, I mean, it, it goes, goes up and down a little bit. Like, it kind of looks like we're getting off the ride at this point. Like, you're nearing the final turn. Yeah. You're hoping maybe Hopefully they... the guy the guy pushes the button and sends you on another lap, and maybe maybe you end up going back up. But I mean, uh, yeah, we're we're heading towards the yeah. end of the ride, unfortunately. Nope. And it, like I said, there's a there's a good chance here for them to be able to run with that. But the right things need to go right. And unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know if, how much you guys are paying attention to the news right before the game today. We took two pretty good dings into those chances with some injuries that are official at this point. The one being Matt Chapman is on the injured list. So he's going to be gone for at least 10 to 15 days. And the Blue Jays called back up Ernie Clement, who has been on fire for the Buffalo Bisons. But is he going to dive right into this lineup and be Davis Schneider 2.0, who funny enough is batting cleanup tonight. (laughs) Because that's how fun this lineup is going to be the next few weeks. But, guys, Matt Chapman hasn't been hitting like he was in April this whole year. But the guy has still been a force. He's been, honestly, on the upswing a little bit over the last couple of weeks, I feel like. How big of a ding is that going to be while we're playing these, quote-unquote, winnable games over the next couple of weeks? I think, it's a, I think both are – I think both are tough losses, um, Bushette and Chapman. I feel like um, Schneider, I got no worries about him. He can, and, and Ernie Clement coming up, he's been crushing it down in, in, in Buffalo. And so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much it impacts. I mean, obviously Chapman's a big one defensively, but if they can keep the, the, the defense that they need, then I think the other two guys might be better at the dish than him right now. That's where I was going. Maybe it's worth sacrificing right now a little bit on the defense side if you were able to put the hot hand in that third base and yeah. still be able to leverage up. Um, big catch of that whole thing is you're also losing Bo Bichette, who is still the team's best hitter. Yes. He doesn't have the best four on the team, I really oddly, because that's Matt Chapman because of this crazy defense. But <laughs> is what it is. What are you thinking, Ethan? Yeah, it's one of those things where you sacrifice, like you said, the defense for the offense. But when you think of that as a whole of this, the way this Blue Jays team was structured this season, it's the complete opposite of how they structured the team. They structured the team to be sound defensively and maybe get rid of some of the power that was there last year. <laughs> when you look at getting rid of Teoster, you look at getting rid of Guriel, 
uh, the Tapia, those are guys who are worse fielders, but. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply maybe get on base a bit more, maybe hit a bit more home runs. So for as much as I would love for Ernie Clement to hit 270 and be our starting shortstop and for David Schneider to play second or third base every single day, knowing the way this team is organized and the way John Schneider has set lineups this season, he's going to want to emphasize some defense over offense. Whether that means putting Santiago Espinal in the lineup, who quite frankly, hasn't really shown offense or defense lately. Or it means playing more Kevin Biggio, who has impressed, minus his bunting, has impressed <laughs> hitting, and he's played some pretty good infield. The right field was an adventure, especially that Ellie De La Cruz triple in the home run. But, I mean, his, his second base defense is fine. Whit Merrifield, defensively at second base, is fine. Yep. So... You can you can plug in those guys. I mean, maybe Aurelvis Martinez or Addison Barger earns a call up if, say, Espinal and maybe Schneider cools down. Uh, Clement doesn't hit as well at the major league level. Maybe they decide to shake things up. But like, if you if you're putting some of those guys in at the bottom of the lineup, it almost makes me think of what happened with Paul DeYoung, where you bring him in as okay, he's your replacement shortstop he's going to be your starting shortstop until Bo Bichette comes back and I mean he nothing against the guy but he he performed so poorly in that time that the Jays decided to DFA him when when Bo came back so well that was probably because Schneider actually was playing as well as he was you didn't want to send him down he needed a spot right (laughs) exactly and then he didn't play for like nine days but yeah, there was weird things. I didn't say they were perfect. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's one of those things where as much as you want to replace defense with offense, and I think people have wanted that all season. I mean, that's why the rumors were about them trying to get Teoscar back at the deadline. I mean, there's a power that you've been missing all season. As much as you want to replace mm-hmm. defense with offense, the way this team has been built this season, I don't know if they're going to do that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's so tough. It's such a it's such a fine line, and um, you know, I think what we've seen in the past, like when the Rays were 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 so dominant. I mean, they were just so athletic. And I feel like at the start of the year, I felt like this Jays team was a little more athletic than we were giving it credit for. And that athleticism now has just sort of petered off into, you know, sure they're okay athletes now, but they're not doing the things that make you a baseball team. Um, and, you know, I, I hearken back to at least Vladdy's hitting the ball now. Um, but then, you know, just in the first inning here, the Jays get two runners on. They get a runner at second and third. And rather than Varsha trying to slash one where he, he, you know, like that's what you should be trying to do. He hits a, a, a can of corn to left. And it's like, like at some point you have to realize that those two runs are scorable. And you need to choke up on the bat and smash it into play, even if you get out. A ground ball out or just, uh, you know, a, a something that a guy has to dive at 
is better than hitting a can of corn that the guy could sit under, make a sandwich, catch, and then move on. So I will take this. At least he actually put the ball in play and didn't strike out. So, yeah, true. Well, he doesn't that. strike out as much, <laughs> I don't think, in those high leverage situations. I'm talking in here. general. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think those in those guys, situations, that's the, been the thing the that's been the most heartbreaking, out, I think. Yeah, I think the weak flyout is his his forte in those those situations. <laughs> that, sucks. that sucks so bad to say out loud. Yeah. I know, right? It's not a very nice <laughs> thing to say, but it's like at least yeah. at least with a weak flyout with a runner on third, maybe there's a chance the outfielder makes a bad throw. Right? There's a chance he throws it over, over the catcher's head. Maybe it, it bounces yeah. off the catcher and rolls away and you can score a run, right? When you strike out or hit, Jason and I play. talk on this show very much about the fact that you're missing the days where he had guys like Tony Gwynn that just put the damn ball in play. There was a season that Tony Gwynn only struck out barely double digits. Yeah, it's insane. Nobody will do that ever again in the way we play baseball these days. You don't no, put the, the ball in play, nothing is, happens. To your point, yeah, the closest thing to him is Luis Arise. Correct, and no one, no one else is even close. Like it's, yep, ridiculous how. So many guys don't care about hitting 320. They care about hitting 30 home runs, right? And it's a different approach at the plate. I mean, the one guy who you think of is what Merrifield on the Jays. Where well, he chokes up on that thing pretty good yeah. when he wants to get a play. <laughs> While he does have yeah. 11 home runs, I mean, they call him to hit wit for a reason. I mean, he gets, he gets on base at a very high level, albeit not walking very often but he's so good at putting the ball in play and generating contact that you know yes like four times out of ten he's going to be on base when he's yeah. when he's and up, when, yeah. he isn't, when he isn't i mean and this is a big thing for mayfield when he's not he's challenging the very rarely does that go, guy go down on less than five pitches like i mean it's it's pretty rare that you watch him either strike out on street three straight or even four like he he fouls balls off. He makes you find spots that he can maybe can't hit. Um, and then you know he he seems to be to be just sort of your all around um, Swiss Army knife. I, I I can't say enough good things about him. You know, like it's if, if but when he you know when he's not when he's not hitting those extra base, you would not getting those extra bases. If he's just hitting singles, you can see that the guys behind him aren't picking him up. Whereas he was picking everybody up for a while there. And I mean, you got to hope that, you know, Springer's hot right now and, and Vladdy's hot right now and Belt's hot right now. You got to hope that some of this stuff sticks for five, six games and they really start smashing around the yard. So I have to put this out there as we do have a few comments that have been flying through into the um, you know chat thing. Other than our other host is clearly trolling us from Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> 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 so. Um, in our, in, in the fun that we've been talking about tonight with what's going on tonight, Jeff Fisher is completely all over the idea that we need to get the bats going a little bit to do some things right now. And Kevin Gosman needs some freaking run support. <laughs> so we're hoping that we get all these kind of things going, Jeff, and we're going to make things a little bit better. Hopefully as Blue Jays fans or if they can get some runs for, you know, KG on the mound tonight. Um, is, uh, is, Jeff, is Jeff Fisher still coaching in the in the NFL? Congratulations on all your success in the NFL there, Jeff. Way to go, buddy. Awesome. So and then like I said, our I think our uh, host is uh 
you know, trolling us from afar and just to say Kelly Gruber. Right. Yes. <laughs> Anytime you can make us say Kelly Gruber. <laughs> so go on the dragon player again, Kenny. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good spot. Um, but anyways, I want to mention something because I was just happening to be because we did get Ernie Clement coming back up. And I just think it's funny that in the men's we did get Ernie Clement for the clear fact that he can play a bunch of positions. And I honestly wonder how much that speaks to the confidence in the Blue Jays of putting Santiago Asmel and Cabin Biggio out on the field when you bring somebody like Ernie Clement and then just throw him right in the lineup like they did tonight. And then it makes me wonder, do you stop there? And why wouldn't you stop there when I show you or why would you only stop there when I share this screen with you once I finally click the right damn buttons? Um, He's trying. This is when we tap dance, Ethan. You do a soft shoe or you get something, yeah, get something going so no one no one's looking. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so this is the Buffalo Bisons stat sheet for the last 30 days. Does anybody know a big name that's hitting a lot of home runs and RBIs right at the top of this list? This guy right here, Spencer Horowitz. Oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> that is slightly insane. And to that point, I'm perfectly happy with the fact that if you put David Schneider in the lineup at third or short or third or second, keep using Ernie Clement. And I'm honestly wondering, I know Kevin doesn't have any options left, but I'm pretty sure Santiago Espinal does. Maybe it's time just to grab the hot hand for the next two days or a few weeks. Seeing they're going to be playing more or less minor league level teams between the Oakland A's and some of these guys over the next few weeks. What, what would be so problematic about having somebody like Spencer Horowitz and get hot? Over the next few weeks, he hit another home run last night. So, and he destroyed the home run that he hit too. So, I feel like think? I feel like there's some the, good names. Yeah, and I feel like you know this is the recipe that Baltimore used. This is what Baltimore did. They they saw guys getting hot. They brought them up and they let them continue to try and be hot. And you know, even it's- you know, back when Mullins a couple of years ago was red hot and then went right into the turlet. They kept, they kept getting him at bats and at bats and at bats and at bats and playing, and he got himself turned around. And I mean, I venture to say, is he the best center fielder in the majors right now? I mean, he's he's unbelievable. And all it takes with these guys sometimes, it doesn't matter if it's you know two years, five years, seven years. They just got drafted last year. They just need some confidence. They need some. They need yeah. reps. And I was yeah. just talking about this with my with a buddy of mine, Chapman. His son is accelerating right now at a very high level for baseball, and it's reps. He's 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 out there pushing it. He's working hard. He's he's hitting when he can hit. He's fielding when he can hit. And I mean, you definitely see a difference between a guy doing that, or you bring a guy up and you let him sit on your bench for three weeks, and then he goes back down. And you're like, oh, that was an interesting exercise in nothing. Like, yeah. What did you do? Pinch run twice? Like, you know. <laughs> The biggest yeah. thing that's an advantage is Horowitz is already on the 40, man. I believe Barger and Aralvis Martinez are also already on the 40, man. So basically, you're the only guy out of these hot hands is Rafael Latigua, who has been on fire the whole damn season, too. And the thing I love about him is that he walks. He does strike out, but he does walk. <laughs> that's a name that's right a, there. Super utility yeah. guy, too. You can play him all over the infield and the outfield, yeah. You have all these guys that spell the same thing as Santiago Espinal or Kevin Biggio or whatnot at this point. I can't say the two of them have been helping any in even watching 
Espinal the other day play shortstop scared me a little bit because he made some he made some plays that you shouldn't make, but then the ones that were the easy ones he couldn't handle. It seemed like he seems had that like one it. that was hit right yeah. to him in his hip pocket the other day, and I'm sitting there wondering as a baseball coach why why you tried to backhand it. You should have just gotten in front of that thing and made it a nice and put it in your breath basket kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there, so. if there was one J that they were to send down and maybe give someone else in the minors some more playing time, I think it would be Santiago Espinal. Uh, mm-hmm. The one issue, you mentioned how great Spencer Horwitz has been hitting lately, and he's finally generating a little bit of power because the power has been the one thing in his game all season that hasn't really been there, despite Correct. how incredible he's been hitting at the plate. I mean, he walks way more than he strikes out, which is unheard of for me. <laughs> um, but he's he's a great hitter. He's a lefty hitter as well, which is what they needed coming into the season. I don't know if you can trust yeah. him in the field. And, that play, I don't know if I have to. But the issue is he's <laughs> a first baseman and you can maybe stick him in left field. You only have you have three first basemen there. Then you right. have Vladdy and I as much as the team is giving Vladdy reps at third base right now. It, before the game, he was giving ground balls there. I, I don't feel comfortable sticking Vladdy at third base. Yeah. You have Belt, who's only going to play first, or DH, and then you add up Horowitz. Yeah. And I would absolutely love Horowitz bat in the lineup. I think he's a better hitter than quite a few guys on the team right now. I just don't know if you can give him consistent at-bats, like you were saying earlier so this is where i want to go and this is my thought we keep getting behind in games right if you have somebody like horowitz that can come in for a pinch hit late in the game that might run into one it's See, better than having to plug santiago espinal with the thing <laughs> is though if you're playing ernie clement and then mm-hmm. you pinch hit horowitz for clement and bows her who's coming in at shortstop then you got to stick Kevin Biggio with shortstop. Yeah. Yes. So that would be your one catch. It's a catch twenty-two, in that I. Yeah. Well, could you not then potentially bring up Barger to play short? That's the thing, and that's is, where I think is the other move you have to make at the same time. And, and that's then we're we're the Buffalo the Blue Jays. Don't worry about it. That's the whole point, anyway. <laughs> well, they did play and, how many games there? How many years ago? Yeah. <laughs> and look, I mean, September is almost here. They'll get yep. two more roster spots when September comes. Likely, I would say one of Horwitz, Barger, and Martinez will be called up. If not, it'll probably be Nathan Lucas again. Um, yeah. I think that depends on catch to that whole situation, too. Because I think if they want them to be eligible to be on the playoff roster, they have to be on the team before next week. Right. So, hypothetically, I mean, you can send down Biggio and Espinal August 31st. I think they just have to be on the roster by September 1st. So, I think... If you call them up September 1st, it's fine when the rosters expand. Yeah. So. Hard to look into that. I thought it was the day before. I thought if you were on the call up list, there's those two extra spots or whatever it was. Those weren't eligible spots. I think it's if you get called up after that day, you can't make the playoffs. I think that was the issue when they acquired. I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago, they traded for Darwin Barney and -hmm. he couldn't make the playoffs for the team that year because they acquired. I really liked him too. Yeah. Yeah. It was was fun. (laughs) Um, I, there is a catch there too. It's service time during the year. So if you brought up somebody like Barger, I don't think you can, if you pull pull up a day later than that, that might be where your loophole is where Horowitz has played a few games. 
Um, obviously, we've seen Nathan, Nathan Lucas and a few, you know, so on and so forth. You know, obviously, Davis Schneider is available because, you know, if he's on this team and he stays on the team, he's played enough to, to. So it's that kind of thing. Same thing with Ernie Clements gotten in a handful of games. So something in the midst of that, too. I can't remember the concoction that it is. But it'll be interesting to see. I think they do need that catalyst offensively one way or the other. It's also a lot of pressure, right? I mean, if you're oh, yeah. Madison Barger or Elvis Martinez, for example, and you get called up September 1st on a team that's fighting for a playoff spot and they're expecting offense out of this team, I mean, that's a heck of a lot of a pre- that's a heck of a lot of pressure for a rookie. I mean, not- Steyer's handling all that pressure. Don't worry about them. Yeah. Just- yeah. Ellie De La Cruz has had no problem, or Ken on those guys have had no problem. Just, uh, oh, on a side note, uh, my parents were just in Ontario and flew down and watched the Jays play in Cincy uh, in that game where they they absolutely dismantled the Reds. Um, nice. And um, both of my parents were saying that uh, that Ellie De La Cruz is just even warming up. He's just like a different specimen. He's like a Martian out there. Um, he's so <laughs> big and he's so fast. He warms up at short and third. And like he throws the ball so effortlessly across the diamond. It's a joke. Like, and I got I'm, a city connect hat. Those are really nice jerseys. Those jerseys and hats are really nice. Yeah, I got I got one of the low pro ones. Yeah. I was going to wear it, but I thought it was uh, I'll wear it for one. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what, I would not like to play in the sun in a full black uniform. I can tell you that. <laughs> that seems like a recipe disaster. But I am all for these like, that hot. these like six five shortstops. Yeah, like I'm all for it. Like you look at him and O'Neill Cruz. And who's the guy? Who's the guy that was with the uh, Seeger? Yeah, he's a stud. He's six six. Yeah, I'm yeah. all for these like huge shortstops. I mean, back in the day, it was like if you're a if you're six 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 five and up, you're a first baseman or you're a corner outfielder. Yeah, or pitcher. Or Unless you were Cal Ripken, was like the only exception. My whole childhood growing up, that was that tall a second or a shortstop. Oh, tie game. Oh, yep. Oh, something good happened. Come on, yeah, tie Tell game. George Springer singles uh, to drive in Jansen. All right. There you go. Put on so the they board. Got, they got two on, one out. There we go. Let's get a few. He's a hit with the runner in scoring. It was. <laughs> Good old Georgie. Georgie boy. There you go. I think that's. So speaking of, he's heating up a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's the big part of his game. I think that's the big part of his game that's been heating up is his approach with runners in scoring position because there was a point maybe a month and a half ago where he was hitting below 200 with runners in scoring position. And I mean, he was hitting lead off at the time. So maybe you're not going to get as many opportunities as say, if you're hitting fourth or fifth, yes. but he, I mean, lately he's completely relished wherever in the lineup he's hitting. And since that yep. over 35 stretch, I mean, he's looked like a completely different hitter and, what like the George Springer the Jays wanted when they signed him to that big deal? Yes, for sure. I, I mean, it's I think that and and I have the other thing too is I, I feel like Springer's always been big big game George, right? Like when the dog days of summer are on, sometimes I don't think that he turns the heat up as much as he does when it starts to get you know closer to the end. And I mean, I feel like Vladdy's doing a little bit of that right now. Like Vladdy's certainly playing a little bit better. He's a little bit better at one. He's certainly hitting the ball harder. Um, Springer tends to do that. And my hope is that, you know, that the, some of these other guys will start to see that and they'll be like, oh, I get it now. We kind of, 
you know, you hover around a certain point and then you've really got to put the pedal down and you've got to go for a month and a half and just burn through everybody. You, you, you know, you can win, you can lose one or two games, but that's about it for the next, you know, 30 days. And, uh, I mean, all the best baseball players have been able to do it, whether they could take their team with them, you know, the really great ones could. And so my hope is that this sort of mix of young and, and, uh, you know, young and vet we've got going on right now, it will do, you know, we'll do those things they need to do. And, 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 uh, oh, they're blowing it open. Three, one, Vladdy doubles. Here we go. Here's them There's all. The See, there you go. That's encouraging. If you get MVP was, Vladdy back, this that was team just me. going to be crazy over the next few weeks. Yeah. That's more runs of support than Kevin Gosman has had in maybe two weeks in the first you couple of innings. Two months. You've given him three <laughs> runs of support already. That's it's not over. That's unheard of. Two out, <laughs> two out, one on still. Why is it two? There you go. There we go. All right. So, did you guys read some of the fun that came out this week on uh, what Buck Martinez was mentioning with Vladdy and why he might be struggling a little bit more recently than late? No. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> too many coaches. Too many voices. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's it is something that's can't be super wrong. Hard. We're in the information age, right? <laughs> you know how much shit's he being bombarded with? Maybe he's better off only talking to Don Maddenly for a week, or only talking to whoever. I don't give a crap. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Just they just added Edwin. They just added Edwin to the dugout too. I mean, that's another guy who surely is going to talk to him about hitting. Like maybe he should only talk to Edwin. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to parrot walk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be fun. He's already got the like jump step he does at third base when he hits homers. Yep. <laughs> uh, the Jays are notorious for having like a million coaches in the dugout. I don't know if you noticed that. A couple years ago, it was Dante Bichette. Like these guys whose official title is like special advisor, assistant, assistant secretary to the traveling secretary. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, it's like how John Schneider had the best best job title in baseball before he got the coach. Major League Manager or Major League Coach was what it was, Major right? Coach. <laughs> like, you don't know what these you don't have specifics of what each guy is doing. And you mentioned too many voices. Like when you have a million guys in there, like it's inevitable that your hitting coach and your assistant hitting coach might have differing opinions on something. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in another guy, and then you bring in another guy, and then maybe your teammates yep. thought uh, an idea and then you're looking at the iPad and you're thinking, okay, maybe I need to do this. And you're consulting with the consultant and the consultant's consultant. And it's, yeah. I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And it's, sure. it's one of those things where you have that many resources. Yeah. When you're not performing to the ability that you can and you should be, you're going to look to one of them. And you don't see results, you're gonna go to the other one. You don't see results, you're gonna go to the other one. And then those three but eventually people eventually gets gonna... in here to your point, Ethan. If you got it's like whose voice is he hearing here? I have a strange feeling it's not his. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's where the fun comes in. And to that point, I I, I can't say that there's not smoke to that fire. <laughs> I, I do think that sometimes um as an engineer by day, sometimes you just gotta follow the kiss principle. Keep it simple, stupid, right? <laughs> you can't can't follow anything else, but um, but on that note, you got the flip side. That's a guy that had probably none of these coaches talking to him, who is off to a major, or at least a Blue Jays record at this point. And David Schneider has been cleaned up tonight. He just hit a home, um, he just hit a home run, but foul. 
Nah, <laughs> crushed <laughs> it. it. He's in his second bat, but he walked his first at bat. Um, I had it in front of me. Um, first in late major league games. He's in 11 games so far, batting 432, five home runs, eight extra base hits total, 11 RBIs, nine runs, and eight freaking walks. Or six walks. Isn't it exactly That's... the same as, um, oh, his name just escaped me. He was. He was We're a Jays. That was Carlos Delgado. Delgado, thank you. The most racist, yeah, yeah person. Yeah. He's now Cliff Delgado in as many games. Delgado yeah. had four home runs. He got it on the games. ground, scored Vladdy. All right, there you go. So we got another RBI. Four Chalk one. Keep him in that cleanup spot. On behalf of all guys with glasses, it really, really <laughs> does me proud to see him and Danny Jansen out there every day. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm a little taller than David Schneider, but November, <laughs> November when that comes around and the beard is gone and it's just the mustache, like I think I might just shave it October 31st, David Schneider Halloween costume. Yep, just into November. There you go. My um, there it is. Back to back to the Cincinnati story. My parents were on the flight from Toronto down to Cincy, and Danny Jansen was sitting. Uh, in front of them on the plane with his wife and daughter. Oh. And she's like, where do I recognize that guy with his weird glasses? You know, like, and it finally dawned on her, you know, that it was, it was him. Um, so I guess they fly commercially with their families. If they're on the IL, if they want to. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, Makes sense. Brings me back to Brett Cecil. I mean, that was the first one I saw where he had glasses on and I'm like, didn't Tom Hanks wear glasses. If he can, if he can make Found. major, major glasses. Yeah, we might be going past your age group there. Yeah, I, I the brought up Tom That's Hankey. the first I can remember. Yeah. Um, if he can make the majors of glasses, I can. Yeah, Grant yeah. D- didn't didn't Garth Orge wear some really weird like um like racquetball yeah, glasses? They were like, like the ones that wrapped around with a strap back here that you yeah. somebody yeah. <laughs> ran small Yeah, Sogard. Sogard just wore regular glasses, like not even goggles or anything. He wore like Ray Ban. With clear lenses. He like said the gla- goggle things messed him up. They didn't have the same lenses in them. They were like safety glasses, so they had no anti-glare or anything. And he said he couldn't see the baseball with them. That's why he was wearing what. the regular ones. I was wearing regular glasses. If I had those goggles, who knows? Yeah. So Blue Jays put up a crooked right number in the second four runs before the uh, inning breaks out. So that's fun. It's intriguing. That's a fun way to end the show because I wanted a last-minute talk the lineup tonight because this might be the lineup guys we see for the uh you know foreseeable future here before we end with our picks to click here for the next week in blue jays baseball um this lineup tonight is springer belt Blatty, schneider merrifield varsho jansen clement and kiermeyer so and that's with clement playing short yeah i honestly don't have a problem with this I like one the way the it looks. I have to be cornered into it. Yeah. One of the lineups of all time. I can tell you that. <laughs> It'll definitely evolve over the next few days, too, because I Varsho has been hot, but I still don't think he's been as clutch as some of these other guys. But I guess that when you look at who's behind him now and Chance and Clement and Kiermeyer, I guess the sixth spot works. <laughs> this is yeah. Breaking I mean, up the lineup. The flip side is maybe you move Merrifield into the two and then. Belt down to five, and then you maybe swap Varsho and Jansen so you don't have two lefties in a row. Clement's but, a righty, too, so that's not helping you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you maybe put Merrifield two, 
Bell five, Jansen six, Varsho seven. Like that's yeah, maybe the, the only other change you can make, really, because Kiermeyer's played so well hitting ninth. Don't say that to Craig. Not a big fan of Kiermeyer <laughs> hitting ninth. No, he's I not a big fan of Craig oh, Kiermeyer. I never thought a million. I never thought a million years he'd last. That was the only problem, and these guys didn't give me shit all year about it. <laughs> okay, I, I will admit, coming into the season, I was skeptical, but that man has won me over. Yep, he won me, me over so quickly. Like yeah. it was, it was oh, crazy yeah. how quickly he won. We're me gonna over. make Craig wear a Kiermaier jersey before this year is over. Please, I'm <laughs> all for it. Ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to my mailbox one day, aren't I? Mm-hmm. And it's gonna just be there, right? yeah. a jersey. <laughs> Good stuff. So, anyways, um, it's that time, guys. Let's talk picks to click. This is uh, for your benefit, Ethan. We do the who we guess on the show is gonna perform the best in Blue Jays baseball over the next week. And right now, last we're gonna let you pick the winner for last week, which includes a guest spot. So this is another fun thing that you get to partake in on and see if we can get your guys' win column up. Unfortunately, Ken is the one running away with this at this point. I don't know if he's gonna make it this week, but I'm thinking he might. Um, but anyways, the picks were Janet, Danny Jansen, George Springer, Davis Schneider, and Boba Shot. And I'll let you pick those four guys who you think had the best week in Blue Jays baseball since last Monday. See, that's interesting because I want to say David Schneider, but he's played in so few games that I don't know if it's enough. Um, I can't even remember who I picked. I think I'm going to go Dalton Varsha. I'll tell you who wins. Well, I'm just saying it has to be one of those three or four guys. So it's Danny Jansen, George Springer, Schneider, or Boba Shett. Oh, Oh, I thought you said... Okay, uh, then I will go with... Danny Jansen. Really? You're going to give me a win with Danny Jansen. <laughs> We're all okay with it, Craig. As long as it's there not is. Ken. Or as I long mean. as it wasn't Ken with David Schneider. <laughs> so the unfortunate fun of this whole thing is Ken's not here. His pick of David Schneider, because he didn't win, does carry over. So that's the one that's off board. But Ethan, pick for the uh, guest spot this week. Who do you think will be the best Blue Jay over the next uh, seven days? I got free range. Yep. Free range of anybody bought Davis Schneider. You can even pick guys that don't play for the team anymore. That if doesn't really work. want to lose. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was thinking Jesse Chalmers. Is um, <laughs> oh, man. There's one for um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be Justine from our other one earlier. <laughs> uh, he's been heating up lately. I, I'll... I'll go with sort of a basic answer. I'll go with Vladdy. There it is. Okay, Jason, already. Who did I have last week? You had you were the one that had Springer last week. Um, you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna go back because I want him to. I need him to. We need a, we need a little recharge. I'm going wet. Going wheat. Yeah, two <laughs> hit wet. Sorry, got a hit tonight. Sorry, I was waiting to two already. Just you got there. it. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to go ballsy. I'm going to say that Ernie Clement's going to freaking uh, show what he can actually do this week. That was my other one. Play some good I, yeah, you know what? Yeah. We went three for three because I was thinking the exact same thing. 
yeah, I, I just had the benefit of watching Ernie Clement too much here in Buffalo for him not to have some kind of a contribution this week. I'm putting my money where my mouth is and going with my Rochester native here in Ernie Clement. <laughs> so anyways, now we're to this point of the show, Ethan, as we wrap up, this is your shameless self-promoting bit. You can talk about anything you would like. This is all about you and where the Blue Jays fans can find your work. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, or I guess X, at uh, Ethan underscore Miller 27. You can find my articles on Jay's Journal. My name's Ethan Miller, so you can find there. Uh, if you like the sound of my voice, I am the public address announcer for York University's hockey teams. You can find nice. those on OUA.tv. You can listen to those nice. games. Along with that, I am also the public address announcer for Toronto FC2. So the minor league equivalent of MLS, you can find those games. They are streaming on MLS Next Pro on Apple TV. You might not be able to hear my voice that much because I'm the PA announcer, but one can only hope for eight Just yellow cards. Yeah, one can only hope for eight <laughs> yellow cards, 10 goals, and a whole bunch of substitutions. Yeah, there you go. Maybe there you go. can hear my there voice. You, you can also come, come to the games at York Lions Stadium if you're located in the greater Toronto area. Perfect. Anything else topic wise you'd like to talk out fellas before we do our normal sign up of two claps and a Ric Flair. No, good to go. Nothing really. I don't All think. right. Blue Jays. All right. Blue Jays fans. Well, make sure you uh, put your uh, rally caps on or whatever you need to do to help us get to the, the voodoo right for the rest of the season here, especially against the teams we're playing over the next few weeks and make sure you join us here every Monday evening and chime in. We had plenty of you ch- chatting with us this evening. We're very happy to see it. God, few good comments that we can put up on the board this evening. Make sure you join us so we can include that during our live recording every Monday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And if you missed us during those live shows, make sure you listen in on jaysjournal.com. You can literally hit the podcast button at the top of the website. Brings you to our stuff. And along with the addition of the fact that we're pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasting pleasures from, whether it's you know Apple, Spotify, any of those good places, we are there, including YouTube, too. So, that's the end of the show, boys. So count of three, two claps and a Ric Flair. One, two, three. Woo-hoo! Let's go, Blue Jays. And I lost the button. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdwatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Woo! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.